What's blocking the light, Parashat, Matot, and Masai? There is no aspect of spring cleaning after a hard winter that is more satisfying than window washing. A half a bottle of Windex and a lot of paper towels later, the view of the world outside becomes clearer, brighter, and in some way, even lighter. Every swipe seems to wipe away a bit of sadness as the flecks and grime give way to enthusiastic manpower, allowing greater light to enter. But when God said, let there be light, was he talking about our windows? I dare posit a philosophical yes, as all physical manifestations are reflections of a higher world. They are the means through which we can learn more about God in our existence. The moral of the window washing story is streak free clear. When we clean up our acts, we let the light in. Now we all know that beautiful things grow in the light, flowers, trees, fruits, children, Yet so many of us cling to the darkness even with all its uncertainty and turmoil because we find comfort there in the familiar blackness of doing things as usual in retracing yesterday's tracks. And yet we strive to escape the gloomy shadows of our lives, not realizing that we are the very ones blocking the light. And more often than not, when things go wrong, we question, where's God? Rather than question ourselves, where am I in relation to his light? The sages teach us that sin sullies our souls and blocks us from being vessels of the godly light. We become so veiled and dirty by sin that we can neither be nor see the light. Nothing beautiful can radiate in or out because we are such a mucky mess. Before the first man, Adam, sinned, he was enveloped in a halo of light. But after the sin, the garment of light which cloaked him and radiated through his body was diminished and replaced by garments of skin. He reduced his soul to a state of opaqueness and concealment, making it ever harder to recognize itself and its relationship to God. You know, it's no coincidence that in Hebrew, the word for skin and the word for light are homonyms, all. The Kabbalists say, that when God turned the skin of Moses' face into light, he demonstrated that the process, which had once turned light into skin, was reversible, and that man could be rehabilitated to the spiritual levels that he once enjoyed. What is our job? Great nobility that we are. We are the cleanup crew. But Windex won't do the job to raise the shattered holy sparks 
which became dispersed in all things in this world through creation, God gave us the directives on how to clean our souls and bring the light, the sparks, out of the dark places if we follow his Torah and make it our Torah. You know, it's interesting because Einstein's famous equation, E equals MC squared, teaches us that there is light in all things. God teaches us how to properly retrieve it. Each of the commandments cleanses us and elevates us and makes us worthy receptacles of God's blessings and light. But if we don't change our ways and clean ourselves up on our own, then God will send in the pressure washer. In this week's Torah reading, we read of all the 42 encampments and backtracking the Israelites had to set up and break down during their 40 years of wandering. Not an easy, smoothly paved road by any means. But they created many of the bumps and hurdles by themselves by continually sinning and rebelling against God and Moses and failing the many tests that God had set before them. Each hardship and encampment through which the Israelites journeyed was a cleansing and served as a preparation for the gift of the Holy Land. Do you personally really want to figuratively wander blindly for 40 years and wonder why your life resembles a man-made disaster zone that only God can repair? Or would you prefer to take matters into your own hands, start keeping kosher, lighting Shabbat candles, giving charity, being a good person, a kind person, pick up a book on Judaism, Stop sinning and spinning in circles and then asking, where is God? He's asking the same question, where are you? Just start cleaning up somewhere, anywhere in your spiritual house. Start washing the windows. Further proof that God cleans what he loves is that the Israelites are not commanded to merely meander into town, make friends with their new Canaanite neighbors. Rather, they are commanded to drive them all out of the land and destroy all idol worship. Before something godly can enter, before blessings can enter, our inner and outer worlds need to be cleaned of bad friends, of bad habits, of wrongdoings. The Israelites are also warned, and let the land not vomit you out for having defiled it, as it vomited out the nation that preceded you. You know, it's interesting and tragic that we live in an age where every resource is available to humankind to enlighten it, and yet it cannot see the light or free the light. But friends, we are made in God's image, and so we have the power to radically change everything, personally and globally, if we would only clean our spiritual windows with the Word of God, we'd see how dramatically the stains of winter would disappear 
and how beautifully and powerfully the light would shine through and heal the bloody mess that we've made. Shabbat Shalom.